0: Name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we encounter a beautiful dialogue between this young man and Christ. And it's clear that he loved him, right? Whenever he comes to ask him, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Christ responds and tells him what he should do. And he says, I've kept all of these things. There's a beautiful remark that St. Mark says that. He looked at him and loved him. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him. And then he said, one thing that you liked, and he spoke to him about giving to the poor and taking up his cross and following Christ. Now, how did this man respond to these words? He went away sorrowful. Now, we don't know what that really means. All we know that he went away sorrowful. Maybe that sorrow prompted a spirit of repentance, or maybe he was just depressed, maybe he was sad because he couldn't really let go of his riches. But in any case, Christ turns to the rest of the people, and he speaks of the most critical virtue in the start of our spiritual life, what really initiates our spiritual life. And he speaks to them about faith. Right? And he says, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And of course, they don't understand that. Like, what do you mean if we have riches, it's hard for us to enter the kingdom of God? Is it a problem to have wealth, to have any possessions? And he knows that they don't really understand it, so he clarifies, right? And he makes it very clear that it's not a matter of having possessions or riches, but he says, how hard it is for those who trust in their riches, to enter the kingdom of God. And so the problem is, when we trust in our riches, when we trust in our possessions, when we trust in all the material in this world, all of our resources, our abilities, our talents and our strength, instead of trusting on God. And then he speaks to them of the power of God. Nothing is impossible with God. Right? Faith is essential to drive our spiritual life, if we're not trusting in God and relying on our own abilities, we're limited from the very start. And so faith is expressed by that surrender. When we say, God, I'm not going to depend on myself and my own resources. I'm going to depend on you. Right? And one of the greatest areas where this surrender is most evident is actually in our prayer life. Whenever we run to Him in prayer, because that's an expression of our dependence on Him. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to communicate with you. I'm going to pour my heart out to you because I trust you. Right? Now, when we look at our prayers, there's a specific part that speaks for our faith even more than just general prayer. And that's whenever we're not necessarily making requests. Or petitions But we're simply thanking God And praising Him right? And this is what we started to speak about last week How Praise Is such a beautiful sacrifice Because we come to God And we're not just focused on our needs And our desires Lord I need this Lord I need that Help me with this Help me with that And of course It's good for us To make our petitions known to God To supplicate And to ask for our needs. But sooner or later, our relationship has to mature and extend beyond just a relationship of asking and making requests for what we need. And we have to enter into the maturity of simply thanking Him, simply praising Him. That's such a sacrifice because that time that I have to pray can be consumed with so many things. But if I sacrifice making those requests and and satisfying my own needs and desires, and I just want to thank Him for His goodness, I want to praise Him for His love, for His greatness, for His magnificence, then my focus is God and His love and His goodness, not a focus on my own needs. right? And so the greatest expression of faith it's that I say, Lord, I know you're going to take care of my needs. You're going to take care of the bills. You're going to take care of that problem. You're going to take care of these issues at work. So I'm not even going to occupy my time praying and just making petitions and asking all day long. I simply want to thank you. I simply want to praise you. I simply want to glorify you. I want to worship you because you already take care of everything before I think about it. You take notice of every single one of the hairs on my head. You have them all numbered. You're the one who chases after the lost sheep. You're the one who provides for my food and my clothing and my water. Everything that I need. So what's left for me to do? What can I ask for that you don't already know? I just want to thank you. I want to praise you. And so the greatest expression of faith is whenever we surrender our petitions and say, Lord, thank you. I'm totally relying on you I'm not going to bother with this other stuff I just want to thank you, I just want to praise you So praising God By definition is a work of faith It's a work of faith because We surrender our own needs And we just run to Him With a spirit of gratitude It's a work of faith because We're not focused on ourselves We're focused on Him because We depend on Him That's what happens when we praise God. That's what happens when we glorify Him and when we worship Him. And so, I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet and just put this together in one simple story. If you remember the story of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was a king in in Judah. He was a righteous king, but he came after some problems in the nation. And people were... Worshipping Baal They were worshipping other idols And Jehoshaphat came along Just like his father And destroyed all of the idols And he restored this worship back to God And he assigned good judges To lead the people To discern and to rule with fairness And in doing so The people learned the law of God And so he taught everyone in the land The law of God this was a great king, right? Now, at this time, and, and this story, by the way, is in 2 Chronicles, if you want to go back and read through it more thoroughly. But at this time, there was an attack by three different nations, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and Mount Ser, like the people inhabiting the land. And he heard news that they were coming to attack them. And so, obviously, like, this is a big concern, right? he's worried for the safety of his people, for his land, and he doesn't know what to do. And so, he runs to all that he knows. As any good leader, as any good king would do, he goes to God with a spirit of fasting and prayer. He consecrates a fast, and he starts to pray. Okay? And so, This is what we see in in the 3rd and the 4th verse of uh, chapter 20 in in 2nd Chronicles. That Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So his first inclination was, let's fast and pray and surrender to God. We fear the Lord, we trust Him. Right? And I mentioned this last night if you're here in Vespers Fasting and prayer is a work of faith Because we're telling God Lord, I'm not focused on satisfying myself I'm not worried about filling my plate I know you're going to fill my plate So I'm not worried about what I eat, what I drink I depend on you and you're going to take care of me So I'm just going to forget about that And just surrender my heart I'm going to surrender my desires, everything that I have entirely to you. Right? And so this is precisely what he did from the very start. And this is how he prayed. It's important to notice the way to pray with faith. He says, we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us. Right? This is a big army. Like, If they come and they invade them, they're done, it's over. That's right? like the big bully around the block and you're a little kid You're waiting for it like it's an eminent doom. So he says, we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. But our eyes are upon you. We don't know what to do. This is a great power. But our eyes are upon you. We're fixed on you. We're depending on you. We have faith in you. We trust in you. Just like Christ was telling the people today. With man, it's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. And so God responds. He sends this holy man, Jahaziel. And he says, look, tomorrow, go down to this place. This is where you need to go and stay. And he says, you won't need to fight. You won't need to fight in this battle. He says, position yourself... Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Alright? So go down and just chill. (laughs) Go down and stand with faith. Hold your ground. Go out on the path that your enemy will take to attack you. And confront them. Wait for them. Face them with faith. Right? That's a big deal. That's not an easy task. But that's precisely what he tells them to do. And so, Jehoshaphat gathered two groups of Levites who stood up and praised God immediately once they heard this news. He didn't question it. He didn't doubt it. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean go out against this multitude? But he gathered two groups of people to praise God. And in verse 19 it says that they praised God with voices loud and high. Not just like Oh, thanks, Lord. Uh, I guess this is going to work. You're a great God. Okay, cool. (laughs) We'll see what happens tomorrow. No. With voices loud and high. Do we praise God with that spirit of faith, with that spirit of joy, with voices loud and high? I'm not saying you got to walk into church and scream. But if I walk into church and I'm not even lifting up my voice, and the beauty of our Coptic Orthodox Church is that our chants are very simple. They're easy for anyone to follow along, right? But if I'm walking into church and I'm not praising, I'm not joining in this celebration to glorify God and to honor Him and to venerate Him, to worship Him, then what's my soul doing just sitting back in an idle way, right? And so as soon as they heard that news, because of their faith, they praised God with voices loud and high. And so they went the next morning and they started marching down to this place. Now I want you to notice how they marched down because this is so beautiful. It's beautiful because it's almost a little arrogant, but it's just a matter of faith. Typically, what happens after you win a battle? You celebrate, right? You get the band together, you get the chorus together, you get the music, and you start chanting and praising and celebrating. Jehoshaphat sets the choir in front of the marching army in the very front and they go down to this place and they're praising God while they're going out to the battle how beautiful is that is there a greater testimony of faith says the next morning the army marched out with the choir leading and chanting praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever they were trusting in his mercy Before the battle even started, let's praise God. Why? Because He's good. Whatever happens is a product of His love. Whatever happens is a product of His goodness. We know that He cares about us, regardless of what happens. So why would I wait to praise Him? I'm going to praise Him before, during, and after the storm. His praise is always on our lips. Right? And so they went out. And what led them to the battle... Was praise and worship. That's the heart of our Orthodox worship, it's the spirit of praise and faith. And then what happened? The scriptures don't actually explain it in details, but this is what we have in verse 22 When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated that's it they started praising all of a sudden these three different groups just turn against each other and it's like mayhem everybody's killing each other they just self-destructed as soon as the people of God started praising and worshipping Him and so what was the weapon? what did they really use? praise what defeated their enemy? praise It's the faith that expressed itself in praise. This is something we have to value and cultivate in our life. This is something so precious that the church dedicates an entire month with the most beautiful hymns in the month of Kyak, as we lead into the celebration of Christ's nativity and, and His birth in our hearts. The church is saying, let's praise Him for the salvation that He's giving us. And there's these beautiful long hymns that we have. We can pray Saba or Ba or Kiyak praises for like 10 hours if we want. Right? But we try to be a little bit more merciful and condense it down to like 4 or 5 hours. Okay? Any of you want to come for 4 or 5 minutes, that's good enough. Okay? Just thank God. Just appreciate God. Just honor God. Why? Because He is the source of our salvation. In His love, He has given us more than we deserve. You know when the people started killing each other and and they basically defeated their own group, the people of God went out to this battle scene and they found everyone there dead. And so there were a lot of precious jewels and possessions left behind from these nations that came to attack them. And so they started to collect all of these spoils that were left behind. You know how long it took them to collect all of these spoils? There was so much there, so many jewels and and valuable precious objects there, that it took them three whole days to collect all of these jewels, to collect all of these precious objects left behind. God wants to give us so much that we can't even collect it in a single day. Right? and so what matters is that we pause we reflect on his goodness we reflect on his love and we trust him we put our faith in him we have enough faith to say Lord I'm not going to just consume all of my time making petitions asking for this I need this I need that I need this I need that but when am I just going to pause and praise you when am I going to pause and thank you and glorify you May the Lord give us the spirit of praise. Especially during this season. If we don't praise God during this season, where where the church is basically putting a red carpet right in front of us and saying we can't make it any easier. Like the environment is so joyful. It's like, if you can't praise and and celebrate in a wedding, when are you going to celebrate? right? This is the time of the wedding. This is the time of celebration. This is the time to put our faith in work. Our faith in practice. And to God is due all glory forever and ever. Amen.